opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everybody. ACB uh, Zoom, ACB Media. Um, my name is Hayley Spinal. This is Oral Hall Foundation Presents um, Mac Q&A with Michael Babcock. Again, my name is Hayley Spinal. Uh, before we get started, just a couple of, of, of a few things to cover. Um, we have, uh, well, just keep in mind to remain muted unless you have questions. Michael will let you know when he is ready for your cues. Uh, Teresa Christian is our ACB host for today, so she will give you the commands in a few minutes. Um, so just please be mindful of your background noise. There are people here who are hard of hearing, so just, just keep in mind that, um, just keep that in mind. Also, uh, just a little bit of background. Um, Whole Foundation and Learning Center was founded in 1962. Uh, it, it is a blind, beautiful, blind-friendly campus outside of Portland, Oregon, in Sandy, Oregon, uh, where they have seminars and, and workshops and getaways that you can go to uh, in person or experience virtually. Uh, more information on that afterwards. But for now, we have uh, Teresa for the commands. Okay. For the PC, to mute and unmute is Alt-A. Raise your hand is Alt-Y. For the Mac, it is Command-Shift-A. For the mute and unmute, and to raise and lower your hand, it's Option-Y. With the app, it's the lower left-hand corner. It's the mute and unmute button for to raise and lower your hand. The lower right-hand button has a... Sorry, lower right-hand corner has the more button. Tap that, flick to the left till you hear hand and on a touch tone phone to mute and unmute is star six and raise and lower your hand is star nine so take it away michael perfect well thank you Teresa, hiel and belinda for streaming us we really appreciate this and today i have the intention to answer your questions that you have on the mac so if you have questions or something you want to address, go ahead and raise your hand and uh, we'll get to your questions in a couple of moments. But I did want to uh, go over a few things real quick. I am talking to you on a MacBook Air M1 2020 and I figured, hey, I, it's kind of funny because it's sitting on top of my Windows laptop and a lot smaller. I tell people this is my cute MacBook. Well, it's actually my wife's. Don't let her hear me say it's mine because... I'll just get in trouble. I figured that it would be a appropriate opportunity for me to answer your questions on the Mac, but my primary computer is Windows. I'm using Windows 11. I am working myself on using the Mac more, and so hopefully your questions will help me with, if I don't know the answer, quick research and trying to figure out the answers. There are several people on the Zoom call that have uh, Mac experience, and I have no problem if you interrupt and tell me, hey, Michael, no, you're explaining that wrong, or if you have a better way to explain it. Now, before we go to the questions and answers, I wanted to share two tips for you uh, when using a Mac. And this is kind of just random things that I have found over the last couple of days, uh, playing around on the Mac and getting more familiar with it. The first of which is a Zoom hosting tip. Uh, or co-host of a Zoom call. Uh, the the generic way of being able to engage you to open the manage participants list. Michael, you're, you're kind of cutting in and out a little bit. Yep, I just got my internet connection is unstable, so uh, give me okay. a quick second. Boom. I'm going to forward myself going on the phone. Give me one second. Perfect. So can you guys hear me right now, Teresa? Yes. Okay. So if I cut out again, just let me know. And as I said, I will uh, call in on the phone. All righty. And use AirPods, which are not as fancy of sounds, but you know, <laughs> that's, that's how technology works. I had this issue yesterday. I might need to get new internet. So let's try that again. Command U will open and close the participants list. If you press Command U, it'll say Show Manage Participants and put you on the search field. If you view right arrow once, 
you'll hear table. And interacting with this table is just fine. But if you didn't know, you can use your arrow keys to uh, arrow up and down through the table. And that reads to you the fact that someone has their hand up. Now, what I have actually done... Uh, I'm sorry, I had to try it. What I've actually found myself doing more is just arrowing down through the list of people. And, for example, I see Deborah has her hand up. If I wanted to lower this as a host, I could simply, instead of interacting with her name, press tab. And that takes me to the lower hand, mute, or more options for the person. Uh, so I just wanted to share that quick tip with people on Zoom. For me, that's easier because it's closer to the Windows experience. So if you're jumping between both platforms, know that you can just use your arrow keys and tab into the action for each person. The problem with that... Uh, is that if you interact with the table and you view the participants, you are limited to the boundaries of the table. So at the top, it's going to stop you. Uh, now that I'm saying that, I'm going to try that just to make sure. Um, but it's not going to loop around like it will. Yeah, it does. It stops you at the bottom of the table and it stops you at the top of the table. If you use your arrow keys without your voiceover commands, you will loop around to the top or bottom. It doesn't limit you to the boundaries of that table. So that was my quick tip. I'm going to go ahead and actually jump into uh, questions and answers here. And uh, the, if we need to, I have more tips to share. So Deborah is first and then followed by Phil. Go ahead, Deborah. Okay. So I've used a variety of computers since 1980 with lots of screen readers. But I've never used a Mac. And I inherited a Mac that belonged to a coworker who retired. And they erased everything on it for me and gave it a password of 12345 so I could play with it without worrying about any anything happening to data on it. Uh, how do I know what Mac it is and what voiceover features I'm going to have when I play with this thing? That's a very good question. And uh, unfortunately, I, I, I if I was to give someone a Mac, I wouldn't set up a password. I would let them set it up. But the best way to be able to figure out what you're doing is to uh, press Command and F5. Now, Command is a key as a Windows user or an alternative user's point of view you may not be familiar with. That's directly to the left of the space bar. For Windows users, that's often referenced as the Alt key. So if you press Command and hold that down and press F5 across your number row key, then you will turn VoiceOver on. However, be aware that sometimes with laptops, you have to use the FN key. I call this the finger dance because you hold the FN key to make the function keys perform software actions because uh, by default, they may perform hardware actions. So the FN key is located in the bottom left-hand corner of your computer. Uh, it's the very first key on the left. So you would hold that down. Press and hold the command key at the same time as the as you're holding that down, and then press F5. The first time turning VoiceOver on, you should be taken through a tutorial of how to get started with VoiceOver. If for some reason you're not, because your friend had set it up for you, um, you can do the VoiceOver tutorial uh, and get back there if you haven't taken it yet. And by doing that, on this laptop with this setup, I use FN. Control, Option, Command. So you're holding those four keys down on your left-hand side, and then you press F8 with your right hand. And that will initialize the VoiceOver tutorial so you can get familiar with how to use VoiceOver. So with those uh, two things, the best way to find your Mac is to go up to, or to find what Apple, what MacBook you have, is to go up to the uh, menu bar with control option. This is the second and third key in on the left-hand side in the letter M. If you press those three keys together, you'll hear menu option Apple. Then you can use your down arrow key and that'll activate that menu. And if you go down once to about this Mac and press enter, this will tell you about this specific Mac. Now what I do is I hold the control option and I tap the left arrow key for four times, uh, five times, I'm sorry. If you hold the control option key and you tap the left arrow five times, it'll tell you, for example, this one tells me MacBook Air M1 2020. Uh, so hopefully that answered your questions. Okay, Phil is next and then iPhone. Okay, good afternoon. I've been looking forward to this. I'm a Mac user and have been for 10 years and 
most of those 10 years, I used the standard keyboard with the control key on either side of the keyboard and the numeric pad. I'm just learning, though, the new one uh, with my new uh, computer that I just got a few months ago. I'm learning to use the keyboard with the one control key and the FN key at the left. Uh, but one of the things I've wondered about over the years, and I, I go to the keyboard help and I go through all the keystrokes and I, I these, uh, these to tell me page up or page down, but when I actually use them on a website, the page up and page down the way I used to with Windows years ago, it doesn't page up or page down. So is there a specific way to page up and page down on a Mac with a Mac keyboard or can you do that? My understanding is, is that that page up and page down is for, and, and this is one I'd love if uh, so one of the other uh, Apple users can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that page up and page down are not used in Safari. So you can't scroll via pages in Safari. I believe uh, that's mainly for when editing a uh, document or for other commands on the Mac. Does anyone else have any corrections on that? I got you. All right. Well, thank you iPhone is next, followed by Jane. So this is Darlene and my iPhone, I think. Yes, you are, Darlene. Okay. So I'm a longtime Windows user and Windows JAWS user. So I currently have a Dell Latitude laptop. So I'm tired of being having a foot in each world because I have an iPhone and this Windows PC. So I would like to, to transition to all Apple products. So what what Mac product is most equivalent to like Dell laptop? So there isn't a specific one that's most equivalent to Dell laptops. If if you wanted to make the the transition and jump both feet first into Apple world and use a Apple computer, uh, I I recommend either the MacBook Air M1 or the MacBook Pro. Uh, if you wanted to do that, get the M1 processor because that is going to be the latest and greatest. At this point in time, that'll probably change in about two months. But at this point in time, the M1 processor is uh, the, the most affordable and latest and greatest. They do have a couple of more professional versions of it, but then you're looking into the couple of thousand uh, dollars for a computer. So the MacBook M1 would, uh, MacBook Air, I really like this MacBook. I do audio editing on it. I do... Uh, audio, <clears throat> a lot of stuff with audio on it. Uh, so if you're just using it for uh, computer daily computer needs, the M1, eight gigabytes of RAM would be plenty for you. Okay. So I, I heard your introduction that you're still transitioning. So that kind of concerns me. So what have been... Can I, can I chime in, rest? Michael, for a quick second? Yeah. Sure. So uh, a couple things I'll add to what Michael was saying. Uh, the MacBook Pro has a lot of ports now on the computer. So like you get HDMI and Thunderbolt um, and all the important ports all on the computer. And you do get a little bit of a bigger screen, a 14 and a 16 inch. You could choose which one you would want to get. So if you're looking for something that is going to kind of be like take it out of the box and not have to do anything else, if you could afford to spend the uh, more money, that would probably be the best way to go. You can get a MacBook Air. It would still be super fast, super powerful, and you can update the size of the hard drive you want to get and the amount of RAM that you want to get up to 16 gigs, but it only comes with two ports on it. So yeah. you definitely okay. would have to get a dongle to expand to regular USB or HDMI or anything else like that. So okay. Those are things Boy. to think about when you're might, looking. Might might be worth the money. Okay. Right. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> okay. So so Michael, what what is your holdup in transitioning? I'm kind of concerned. So my holdup in transitioning is I use a tool at work called Zendesk. It is highly um, uh, it it dynamically updates a lot of content, and they use articles to separate different uh, messages in it. And the table navigation with voiceover, at least in my current setup, and I need to change a few things up a little bit, 
uh, is not the best. So for me, for work right now, Windows is working just fine. And full transparency, I've used JAWS for 20 years now, so I'm very yeah. comfortable with it. Um, and I have no problem with jumping either to Mac or Windows. It, it really depends on what your needs are for which operating system is going to be best for you. Honestly, the, the main reason why I keep switching back over to Windows is simply because I'm comfortable with it and I have yeah. the flexibility of using either platform. So in the Mac world, you have a whole different set of keyboard commands, right, yes. that have to be learned? Yes. That's, I think that's the thing that's holding me up, the right. concept of having to relearn all the commands. Yeah. 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 That, okay. that, could, that could do it. Yep. <laughs> and and, okay. and I will say uh, there because of the way that my laptop is hell is is set up on the Lenovo that I have, uh, I every once in a while find myself pressing because my Lenovo goes Control FN Windows right arrow or Control FN Windows Alt, um, and that's going left to right. So every once in a while I'll find myself pressing FN Windows left arrow or right arrow because that's what you press on the Mac to be able to yeah. uh, go to the next item. I don't do it yeah. as much as I used to, but. You had to be multilingual. Yeah. Yes, definitely. <laughs> well, thank you okay. for your questions. Uh, thank you. Looks... That helps. Thanks. No problem. Who's next, Tracy? Next is Jane followed by Chanel. Hello, Jane. It's been forever since we talked, like a week. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, seriously, I am uh, I'm a jumper, too, on with Windows uh, and a Mac. And believe me, it has gotten better. But uh, <laughs> my question is, what are aliases and um where did my macintosh hd drive go in the latest Monterey? okay so first of all an alias let me let me ah. speak this multiple different languages an alias is like a shortcut on windows except you can create aliases and put them anywhere on the mac to go anywhere uh versus just putting a shortcut on your desktop to go to a specific folder um, so, so hopefully that helps you understand more about that. And then to get to your Macintosh HD volume, uh, command shift C will take you to a list of all of the mounted drives and you should see it there. What about a tutorial? Yeah, I think, um, uh, okay. All right. All righty. Hopefully that helps you. Uh, yeah. Command shift C should take you to your computer and then you should see your, your, uh, Mac hd unless you did something like accidentally rename it are you ready for the next person uh, yep yep okay. uh real actually real quick Teresa. uh follow up on jane jane i just did it because i wanted to see if i could uh if you press enter on when you have your macintosh hd highlighted uh, that does put you into rename mode equivalency of f2 on windows and I just renamed my Macintosh HD to Drive, and now I don't see Macintosh HD, but I do see Drive there. And VoiceOver uh, will identify it as a volume, and so that'll help you figure out if you may have renamed it. So also, now I'm ready. And also keyboard commanders are fantastic if you're going to be <laughs> interacting with applications. Yes. Yes. Enable those. All right, Teresa, who's next? Chanel and then... Kirby. Oh, no. Okay. Yes. I guess we'll go Chanel. <laughs> Your two worst nightmares. No. I know. Um, we, well, I just wanted to comment. I, you know, first of all, Michael, excellent job. And yeah, I think, I just think as with anything, the transition to the mat goes in some stages. You know, at some points, like for me, it's been, you know, it's been over the last like five or six or seven years. And it's kind of, you know, just, okay, what, well, actually, I think I've had a Mac longer than that. But, um, what really made me use it was having to teach it. That really mm -hmm. made me try to get my game on with it, so to speak. But, um, you, I don't know if this is helpful to you or anyone else, but you can go into system preferences and then keyboard and make the function keys perform standard software functions rather than controlling hardware so that you don't always have to constantly hold down VO and the FN key. Um, cause I'm always doing VO F1 F1 to get my, list of open apps, including mm -hmm. system dialogues. And, you know, you do VOF8, like you said. Um, the other thing is you can use Caps Lock as a voiceover modifier. And by default, it is set to Caps Lock or Control and Option. 
And if you want to show things on your desktop, if you want your Macintosh HD to always show, um, yeah, bring it up. I, I almost prefer what Michael said, bringing it up with that Command-Shift-C. But you can go into your Finder Preferences with Command-Comma and show it on there. Oh, that's the other thing. So when, you know, it is, you are learning a lot of keyboard commands, but a lot of them... Just like in Windows, we use a lot of mainly Windows commands to navigate and read. There are JAWS commands, definitely, but a lot of the things that sometimes people might even think are JAWS are actually Windows commands. And on the Mac, they might be, um, you know, you might be learning different commands, but instead of Control-F or Control-P or Control-S, you're just thinking Command. So Command is substituted for Control. Um, you can... On the Mac, you're always going to be able to get to the menu bar with VOM. Um, Command N is always new. In apps, you can always count on a menu bar. There's just so many things that once you learn a couple of apps on the Mac, you will be able to figure out many, many other apps. So it might seem like a huge transition, but once you know your basics, then... Um, and you get more comfortable with the basics, you should be good to go. And yeah, I use Windows because it's more comfortable, but I am trying to train myself and make myself do the things that I'm feeling comfortable with in Windows on the Mac so I can see, okay, are these really good on the Mac? Am I comfortable? And by the way, the articles, I don't know. So there is actually an element in the VoiceOver Rotor, uh, the Web Rotor, or QuickNav called articles. I don't know if that would help you, Michael. But anyway, no, that's my but... two cents. So. But Thank you, Chanel. Yeah, I, I need to play with that a little bit. Uh, the way Zendesk is set up, and, and I know if you've used the Mac and web browsing at all, you've seen this, is sometimes it shows the table of tickets inside of a cell that's inside of a ew, table. Yuck. <laughs> so that's, so that, that does prevent me from use from from using it sometimes i do need to play around with the table navigation functions and that's the thing voiceover is very customizable uh yep. almost a little too customizable uh because you can go in and do but jaws is as well but you can go in and, and make changes so certain sites show up differently to you and another one that that chanel had mentioned that is available all in almost every app i can't think of an app that it doesn't work it's command comma will take you yep. to the preferences for that specific application and michael can i chime in here real quick just to add to that is if the thing about the hard drive on the desktop they did give the option to remove that for this particular reason that everybody renames it everybody hits return on accident so they kind of solved that issue by doing what chanel said you can do vo and then do m which takes you to the menu at the top and you can go to the go menu and access all of your uh folders there applications iCloud folder, and then you don't really need necessarily to access the Macintosh HD all that often. And then you can even take it one step further and you can take any of those folders, like for example, applications or documents that you're using all the time, and you can move those onto the dock so that you can just do VOD to access the dock and then hit those right away. So that's also a way to get to those things quicker. And that's the thing about the Mac is there are so many ways to do it. All of those are great ways to do it. I do yeah. none of those. I use launch bar. So I just hit command space and type what I'm looking for and it pops right up. So thank you, Marty. There's, there's a lot of different ways to solve a problem. Teresa. Who is Kirby next? is next. Hello. Hello. I am your worst nightmare number two, perhaps <laughs> even more number one. Cause I am a Mac enthusiast. Now, <laughs> Um, first of all, I can actually name two apps that preferences are no good for. Oh. Um, one of them your people are might might be likely to use, the other one probably not. They are external apps. Club Deck, which is the Clubhouse um you know, way to access it on the computer for both PC and Mac. Command Command is not really helpful on that app. And then there's a video converter app I am currently playing with to see if I can use it to convert files and directly upload to YouTube. The command comma does not work in that too. So there you go. There you go. Uh, um, Club Deck doesn't have a preferences for command comma to open though. No. So that's why. Um, yes. It does have a menu bar. Um, yeah. You don't use it much, but um, yeah, but can, 
Um, but I want to talk about several things. So one, I did not know that about the Zoom thing. Um, I'm kind of torn, though, and I'm going to try your method, but I'm kind of torn because the thing I prefer about the way I do it is I like having a top and a bottom mm -hmm. just because it's an orientation thing. I know where I'm at. I know how to quickly find people. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I personally prefer the top, having a top and a bottom. But, uh, you know, I could see where the other method is useful because you don't have to interact. It's that lower hand button is right there. And I'm going to play with it to see what the focus is like and stuff like that. So that'll be interesting. And yeah. um, oh, so thanks for that tip. Now, I want to talk about transitioning from Windows to Mac. Uh, like you, I've used JAWS for 20 on years, actually even more so. Go back a few years. Um, I used it professionally for 20 years. We'll put it that way. There you go. Um, <clears throat> though my the first computer I played one was an Apple IIe back hey. in the late 80s. But uh, any, and somebody is unmuted, whoever's talking to Siri, just so you know, and you're on a telephone. So it sounds like we're a very bad Bluetooth connection. So, um, yeah. Um, anyway, I'll quit playing backseat host now. So... I recently got a Mac in 2019. I wasn't sure if I'd use it for a Mac or if I wanted to use it for boot camp. This is back in the good old days of Intel when you had the option of installing boot camp and using it as a Windows machine. I will say that the Mac has been my most favorite Windows machine out of all <laughs> of the... Um, and I'm really glad that Macs do not stack up to Dells. I had a Dell once and... <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, um, <clears throat> anyway, enough on that. So then, be then. What's beautiful about the Mac, and if you can, there are still some Intel models out there. And if you're wanting Windows, I still say get an Intel Mac, mm. because you can get Boot Camp, you can get Windows without any bloatware or anything like that. You're running a pure version of Windows. So that is why I would even tell you know a Windows user get a Mac. Or at least, you know, get a laptop that you can get something that's made from scratch that doesn't come from a manufacturer that they install their extra crap. But I, you know, the thing that, like, I would say if you're going to transition to the Mac, really, A, ask yourself, what do you want to do on the Mac? What motivates you to use it? Mm -hmm. And let that be the thing that you do on the Mac a lot and then build around it. So for me, there was two major things. One, even though it's the same machine, I always felt feel like, and I still do, the Mac offers better sound quality and for listening to any kind of audio file. And especially as a music person, I really appreciate that aspect. So that's like, okay, well, if I want to listen to music on the Mac, I'm going to have to know how to do things like music, VLC, media player, how to get stuff to work in Safari if I want to do YouTube or MLB or whatever. So that was one of my motivating factors. The messages was another one and FaceTime because the ability to write messages to people, take phone calls and be on the same machine while doing something else has really helped me out a lot. And I can't tell you how nice it is. If you're writing papers and somebody constantly messages you, you just have to command tab between the two windows to deal with it instead of having to put down one device, pick up another, and whatever. Um, that's my experience. But, and sadly, I still have a couple of use cases for Windows. Uh, broadcasting for, not so much for streaming uh, things like the Zoom calls. That's actually easier on the Mac, but... For music broadcasting, I still prefer my station playlist, honestly, mm -hmm. um, that because of the way I broadcast. But um, for me, there's two things that helped with the transition. One, like Chanel was talking about, there is, I would say, a lot of overlap between Windows. If you know how things work on Windows, you're going to know a lot about how things work on the Mac. There are some differences, you know, with the move, for instance, instead of your cut and paste. But, you know, you've got your aliases, which work as shortcuts. You've got a desktop, or you can use the dock in this case, but like your command C instead of control C for copy. Um, when you're in Safari, you can use 
a lot of the same shortcut keys that you would use for any other screen reader headings and link l mm -hmm. for links that's different um things like that and then the other thing though that really helped especially with safari but even in general because of the wording sometimes being familiar with ios was also a key thing because using an iphone for over 10 years i already knew a lot about the rotor and how to use it and how notifications sometimes work and this even goes back now we even have a notification center they've tried to make some things some more uniform so knowing how a lot of things worked on ios when i went over to the mac i was like oh you do this exact same thing um a lot of the verbiage might be the same or whatever and so a lot of those things combined really helped with the transition to the mac for me very good. Uh, Herbie, I'm going to ask you a question then, because you and Chanel have mentioned this a couple of times, and I'm having an instance where my messages are not coming through on the Mac. Do you have any suggestions for what oh, to check? I now, now one, one caveat that may or may not make a difference. Yes. In messages, under preferences, in iMessage, all I see are my email addresses. I don't see my phone number there. All right, all right, all right, all right. So... First thing you've got to do is actually on your phone. Let's do this. Oh, I'm in settings anyway. Oh, how wonderful. Um, Herbie, are you sure? You might just want to tell him real quick. Well, so in your messages, well, I'm in here phone, anyway. in set, so in settings and then messages, you basically want to turn on forwarding. Ah, that's probably what I'm missing. Yeah, I was going to mention that. Um, yeah. Well, that's the short of it. That's the short of it, yes. But all right, fine. Well, that, he knows what that he's solves doing, me so. from having to completely reset my phone and this. Yeah, and I did find an scratch. answer for that page up thing. Um, so when you want that as well. Okay, but, but yeah, you've got to set you got to set forwarding, and then you can go back into your preferences in the Mac and under iMessages, everything. Make sure everything is set to sync up with each other, and gotcha. um, see if. That works. One thing you need to know with how messages works on the Mac, though, even once it's set to forward to your phone, you will always get iMessages, but text messages are only going to come through when your phone is on. Mm, so right. I discovered that once when my phone died and I was trying to get a text confirmation <laughs> for something and it wasn't coming through on the Mac and I'm going like, why? Oh, well, your phone, once I turned my phone on, bada boom, came in the text <laughs> messages. So need to know how that works but um perfect that would I will be check the... that forwarding so that's the one thing i did not check and it's so the same thing with early. if you want to use your phone on the mac and you know as a full phone make sure mm -hmm. wi-fi calling is also enabled as well on both devices so all righty uh i'm gonna go ahead and take one of these next hands Teresa. and uh after that hand chanel i'll grab you uh, for your page up tip Hey, Jane's hand is next, but she's asked the question already, so we're going to go to Kay first. Kayla. Hello. Oh. Um, Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Um, so um, my first question is, uh, is there an easy way to put my, to like make my computer go to sleep? Like, is there a key command if I just want it to stop doing everything and be quiet because I'm on the phone? <laughs> Other than that, I don't know because I just closed my computer. So if anyone else okay, does so mine's an iMac, so I can't just yeah. close. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple things you can do. Thank you. Okay. Uh, the first thing is you can go up to the Apple and then go down to sleep. That's one thing yeah. you can do. Another mm -hmm. thing you can do is go into uh, your screensaver settings and see if there's a hot corner to turn your Mac into sleep mode by dragging in. Do you use a mouse cursor or anything like that? I guess I should. No, I'm completely voiceover okay. user only. Then uh, you could do Apple and then go down to sleep. Okay. There's and not like just two keys I can push real quick. Not that I know of, unfortunately. I, okay. There may have Option been. I'm looking it up. Power button, okay. It looks like. Um, looks, and then I had. Are you on a um, desktop or a laptop? Because that huh? also makes a difference. Are you on a desktop or a laptop? Okay. Sorry, I uh, lost you for a second. I she, apologize. She's on an iMac. She's on an iMac. I'm on an iMac. Um, it's a 
2020, 2021, I'm back with the M1 chip is what I'm using. It used to be that you could actually like tap the power button and it would pop up, you know, go to sleep or turn off. But I'm not sure they still do that because a lot of people were getting themselves into trouble with that. Okay. And then my other question is, say I'm in a Zoom meeting, my Mm -hmm. focus will jump to my calendar or to my reminders. Um, How do I get it to not do that? It's really frustrating. So I have observed that when I have a not dealt with notification, uh, I get it. I don't know if that's the instance, but you can use VON to open your notifications to see what's available and then VO command space to take action on that notification, even if that is okay. snooze, and then the notification goes away. Okay. All right. Thank you. Um, no that problem. just Thanks is it's really question. distracting when it's like yelling at me. I'm like, I know I need to do that. I can't this do This is Herbie. Can I make one of the suggestions regarding notifications? Of mm-hmm. course. All right. Well, I want to make sure it's your call. I know. Um, so I, I do as I talk. I believe it or not, I actually do as I'm told. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing I would do is I would make sure a constant. I try to you know constantly clear out the notifications too from the actual notification center, mm. which you can do by simply doing a VOO. And you're going to see your notification center interact. And for each notification group, you can do a command VO space and go down to uh, clear and hit space on that. And that'll get all that stuff out of your way. And that should help with the uh, pop-ups and stuff too. And um, because sometimes those notifications will block your windows. Yeah. And it just like, and then I have to command tab until I get back to where, or, you know, to navigate back to where I was and it happened. I was like renaming someone and then it jumped me into that different. I'm like, wait, 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 I was working on something there. So thank you. I appreciate that. Like, yeah, just do that ahead of time. And then also maybe the other thing too is make sure you don't have any other windows open that you don't need. So that way, if you do have to do command tabbing, you won't have that much work to do. And I do do that. I go back once I open my zoom, I go back and I close my mail and I close my Safari so that it, yeah. Another Perfect. thing to think Thank about you. too, Herbie, I don't know if you can do this because I haven't played with it much. If you Can you set a specific focus mode based on app opening in macOS? You can, yes. Um, so you, you could can set do it the, up the, so whenever you have Zoom yep. open, put on Do Not Disturb or Meeting or yep. whatever, then you don't get those notes. Yeah, I do, that was the thing is I do have that. So it tells uh, me I have Do Not Disturb one, on and it's still hopping around, so... Right, because I think if you've got previous undealt with notifications, they're not going to go away. Right. Um, The other thing you need to know, though, of course, about the focus mode is you do have to be within the app. So sometimes if you're like me and you might command tab around, like say if you need to message Cindy, for instance, that a room isn't open, um, you know, so you're going to get out of that focus and into the message. So sometimes that's where you might need to decide, do I want... To either A, include several apps in the focus, or B, just use a universal do not disturb. Mm -hmm. And F6 will uh, put you in do not disturb on all your devices, I have learned. Uh, Chanel, you had a tip about page up and page down? Yeah, so I looked it up. Um, At least I've noticed, so unfortunately, sometimes you can do page up or page down or the official page up and page down on a regular Mac keyboard that isn't the full size one is um, FN up arrow or down arrow, but that only scrolls the content. It doesn't actually move the cursor. So in some apps, option and FN up arrow or option FN down arrow will actually move the content. I think I've had the most luck with that in, let's say, text edit, Mm. um, but it's kind of iffy. And then there are some things about uh, there's there have a look if you want to know how to put your Mac to sleep. Just um, there's an Apple support guide on keyboard shortcuts. And the problem is they list several for putting your Mac to sleep. So I'm not <laughs> and it doesn't say which is to, important to which Mac model. So I'm not really sure the best uh, to tell you. It ranges from, OK, just press in the power button a few seconds to hold, you know, control shift and. Uh, the power button or something and the eject key. So it's, yeah, it's kind of. 
So, so it sounds like there is a way to do it. You just got to experiment to see what will work. Yeah, for your you model. do. But one of the thing though that I should warn you about with putting your Mac to sleep, and I ran into this when I was experimenting with it the first time, and this is by the way with an Intel-based model, so this is doubly true, I think, for the M1s. They are so quiet that unless you have some way of visually tell, you may not even know that you have put it to sleep. Right, and and if you want all of your voiceover, is there a keystroke? Because I know three finger double tap will turn voiceover or voice off. Is there a way to disable voice from the keyboard that you guys know of? No, I created my own keyboard command okay. for that. You can create your yeah. own keyboard. Yeah, yeah, but not by default. Got it. <clears throat> so, and thank you, Herbie and Chanel, for the VOO command. I was unaware of that, uh, Teresa. So, if you time? had a trackpad with the three double finger, that would work on there, though, right? If you yes. have trackpad commander yeah, on. Okay. If you need a trackpad and trackpad commander on. Yep. For th that to work. Which to turn okay. it on and off is hold the VO modifier keys and yep. use two fingers and rotate left to turn it off, right to turn it. Yep. Um, one other thing, Michael, because I don't know if you knew this or not. So this was something that was introduced with Big Sur. Um, so VOO is your notification center and VO shift O is your control center. I did not know that. See, I've just been using the two finger slide across the trackpad from right to left, like, which is what notifications have been for years. So uh, that right. is handy. And anybody right. who does have a desktop computer, with, which means you would not have a trackpad, you can purchase an external trackpad. It's called a magic trackpad. And then you can have all of the gestures and swipes that way if you want. It is um, 43 after, by the way, Michael. Thank you, Hiel. Mm -hmm. Teresa, who's our next hand? Jane is next. Awesome. Go ahead, Jane. Uh, if you are like me and you are looking for an iTunes, I know I don't like iTunes either, but I have to transfer stuff to my phone-ish alternative. Um, yeah, the Mac had iTunes. That went away uh, years ago. But um, the program that, I mean, it's a paid program, but it's the most amazing program that I dealt with. It's a it's a cross-platform deal, but it is called W-A-L-T-R Pro. Uh, I think the co company name is Softerino. Softerino? Ah, yeah. Yes, but that eliminates the need for any type of huh, iTunes. And if you are looking for something to transfer content off or on, to your iDevice, uh, it's about, I think I got a discount on the two licenses, but um, 30-ish yep. uh, dollars, but man, that has saved me from so much. There's no syncing involved. It's just plug it and it works. That's that's a good recommendation. I have not physically moved media to my iPhone in I can't remember how long. Uh, so I believe now if you connect your iPhone, it shows up in the Finder and you can do th stuff with it. Uh, I will tell you, though, in 2006, which is when I got my first white MacBook, uh, the reason I got my MacBook on Tiger was because I wanted to use iTunes. Interesting where, you know, the world has come in the last four, 16 years. Because uh, now I want nothing to do with iTunes. <laughs> uh, I, and I use Apple Music on the web in Windows, just music.apple.com. Uh, so I haven't used it, iTunes on Windows at all. And uh, Herbie, I hear, uses Mac, uh, uses Apple Music on the Mac all the time. Teresa, do we have any other questions? No, we do not. Okay. Uh, in about the last 10 minutes, if anything comes up, feel free to raise your hand. And as you heard over the last couple of minutes, uh, if I don't have the answer, someone else on here probably does. Uh, I want to give a quick tip for a tool that I've been using for about five years now. And this is on the Mac, and I kind of mentioned it earlier. This is probably not a tool that everyone will use. 
Uh, but it is a good alternative to Spotlight, which is the search uh, default search tool on macOS. I have, I actually don't know, yep, I disabled Spotlight completely via keystroke response, so I can't even bring Spotlight up right now. However, I do use a tool called LaunchBar. It's, uh, I think it was $35 or $29, and I set that to be my Spotlight replacement tool. And the main reason that I did that is because if I want to quickly find something in a Google Drive folder that's buried four levels deep, all I have to do is start typing it. For example, I have a Google Drive folder that I, if I was using the Finder, would go to my home folder with Command-Shift-H, then go down to the Google Drive alias and open that, then open the uh, Share Drives folder, which is the second drive down, and then open my YOPN drive, which has all my podcast content on it, and then open audio imaging, and then open the DM series, which is where all of the audio imaging for my show, the DM series that I host, is on. However, with LaunchBar, all I need to do is simply hit command space and type in the space DM. And actually, by the time I type the, usually it comes up right away. And then I tap right arrow and I'm inside the DM series folder without having to go all the way down all of those different uh, folders to quickly get there. And then if I want, I can copy content right there. I'll hear a file, the intro file, for example, I copy it and then I command tab over to Reaper, which is my audio editor, and I paste it right there. Uh, if I want to preview the file in Quick Look, I simply tap the space bar inside of LaunchBar, and it does the same thing that the Finder does and lets me quickly preview that track, and it plays through my uh, default system output device. In addition, you can also set up ways that you can uh, deal with that file. So, for example, if I brought up a audio file from my Google Drive folder, and I decided that I wanted to take an action on that audio, one of the things that you can do is, I'm bringing one up right now so I can give you an example of it, is if you have a MP3 audio file, if you press the tab key, you're given an option to open in music. You can also open in books, or you can open in drafts, which makes zero sense. I don't understand why I'd open that in drafts. Uh, but you can take any of these actions. And for example, QuickTime Player, if I press enter on it, then it opens QuickTime Player, and it plays that default audio inside of QuickTime and it's playing it on the onboard MacBook speakers. So there's a lot of different actions that you can do that make it so you can control your Mac without having to touch your mouse, without having to switch over or command tab over to Finder. Uh, all you do is hit command space and start typing what you're looking for. I've been fond of LaunchBar since I, I was introduced to it in late 2017, uh, sometime around there. And uh, you can also set it up to search your 1Password items and other uh, different categories of content as well. That was the other tip that I wanted to bring up. In the meantime, does anyone else have any other questions or comments? No hands right now. No hands? Okay. Michael. Well, yes, Marty. For people who are new and trying to learn the keyboard shortcuts, when they open up things like, say, like you do VOM and go up to the Go menu, any place you have a menu like that, if you let the voiceover play out, you'll hear the last thing is what the keyboard shortcut would be if you chose to do that instead of using the menu actions. You know, mm -hmm. So if you go up to the Go menu and you use your VO keys to go down, you'll hear what the keyboard shortcut for each one of those items are if you choose to do that and remember the keyboard shortcuts instead of doing all the uh, keyboard commands. So for people who are new, that's a good way to practice and learn the keyboard shortcuts. There you go, Marty. Appreciate that. And no, no hands. since we have no other hands, that's all of my content. I'm not going to make everyone stick around and listen to me. So if Haya wants to give her closing stuff, then we can wrap it up about 10 minutes early. Awesome. Thank you so much, Michael. Uh, Marty and Herbie and Chanel and Teresa and everybody for asking your questions and participating and helping each other out. It's absolutely wonderful to hear. So um, with that, I would love to take the opportunity to thank uh, our donors uh, for at whole foundation um, who because without them this 
event would not be possible. Um, you can get um, the newsletter and other information about Whole Foundation and Learning Center um, in a few minutes. In well, not in a few minutes, in a moment. Um, and actually, let me do that now. So the phone number to get a hold of Whole Foundation and Learning Center is um, whoops, one second. Um, Yes, I had the area code correct. 503-668-6195. Phone number 503-668-6195. Email oralhull at gmail.com. O-R-A-L-H-U-L-L at gmail.com. And the website is hullparkfortheblind.org. H-U-L-L parkfortheblind.org. Hey, Michael, want to hear a joke? Of course. Absolutely. Awesome. Good sport. So, um, oh, before I tell you the joke, we, I do want to share the events, uh, the rest of the events going on this week. We have Cat in the Kitchen on Thursday. We have uh, Read More Books, this, the Libby app. I will be presenting that. We have a Get Your Grill Out. Um, this week also, uh, not all these calls are on ACB radio, on ACB uh, community calls. How are you doing and how are you dealing? Also, um, good information, support support group. Um, all right, the joke. Michael, today I ate a Big Mac. Oh, yeah. Look, I'm not going to brag about it, but the people at Apple were really mortified. <laughs> I, I bet your teeth hurt afterwards, too. <laughs> terrible, terrible. All right. Thank you guys so much for coming, for asking questions, for supporting us. Really appreciate it. Hope you all have a great Tuesday.